Happy Monday and welcome back to another exciting week of the Into the Night Minute, a show where each and every week teams of Movies by Minute podcasters talk about one of the least known but one of the funnier John Landis comedies of 1985, the movie Into the Night. I'm your host this week, Jim O'Kane, and my uh, guest is uh, a now retired former senior vice president of marketing for a major hotel chain, Mr. Peter J. Regan. <laughs> Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for being on the show. You're always a delight to the fans. I yes. know there's many out there. Yeah, well, many. It, it, it's reciprocated, I, I assure you. So uh, it's great to be here. Long time since we've chatted. Yeah, and uh, you know, one thing I've I've always noticed if there's a if there's a hotel with a bedsheet over it with a new name of a hotel, uh, oh, that was Back to the Future playing in the background. Right, um, I, I've seen that movie too, and I'm ready for that if you want. <laughs> well, we um, can go, we can go there. But uh, yeah, basically, if you if if you if you've ever stayed at a hotel that had the new name of the hotel written on a bedsheet over the old name of the hotel, chances are Peter was responsible. Oh uh, yes, yes, uh, quite a legacy there. All the places that you'd never want to go to. I flew to to uh, convert a hotel over. So you were the the, the tombo debt of, of the hoteling world. Yeah, yeah, when you told me that I was be able to spend some time with you, and it was the minutes were going to be uh, based on a hotel location, I said, "Sign me up." This is uh, where my my past le- uh, subject matter expert tease comes into play. So great wow. to be so- here. So, Peter, we're, we're here off right right immediately on the airport proper at LAX. And uh, Ramada Inn has has had kind of a checkered career in the background. Could you give us some background on what Ramadas were like and wh- what they've become? Well, you know, it's Ramada is now part of uh, the Wyndham Hotel Group, which is this um, collection, a pretty significant collection of limited service hotels, better known by as Days Inn, Super 8, uh, there's also the Wyndham brand itself. Uh, Ramada happens to be, after the Days in, the second largest collection of limited service or uh, three diamond service properties in their collection. And they're all predominantly uh, franchise hotels. So, so th- th- these are like by, by minimum service you're, or limited service, you mean no mint on the pillow, no... Uh... Yeah, it's, it, the experience is, a, is geared toward a value-oriented experience, which is to say that it's more modest in the experience that would be provided to a typical guest, as opposed to a full-service Marriott or Hilton uh, or Wyndham, for that matter. And, you know, it's, it's okay, a, so... it occupies a price point value proposition of somebody looking for, you know, a relatively inexpensive place to spend a night. Well, now, you've been out of this business for months, but the, the buzzwords just come tripping off your tongue like yes, like yes, sticks it's, to it's butter. Hard to believe, Jim. It's actually been two years since I've Holy retired. Holy smokes. I Holy know. smokes. Wow. So, yeah, so generally what we're saying is the people that stay at a Ramada Inn, they don't show up with luggage. They show up with, like, old bags from Kroger's <laughs> and have, have well, lots of laundry. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Thank you for oversimplifying <laughs> what I gave as a pretty articulate description. <laughs> but, yes, in fact, when I when I watched, these, uh, watched this minute, it was a flashback to 1985 uh, when I it – was, it was funny because, you know, you take for granted things that now – seem so normal versus what was the norm back in 1985 and uh, you know the minute 
I, I, I spent on this minute, and literally I saw four or five things that jumped out at me. Uh, I'm not sure if you actually noticed it yourself, I, but I did notice this, the cinder block walls. That was <laughs> one thing that popped out. <laughs> the cinder block walls, along with the uh, fake wood paneling on the other side. So yes. you, you've got that. You've got that decor. Uh, you know, and I actually started in the hotel industry uh, in the early '80s. So you know, I had a flashback. What looking at this, going, you've got the bird. You know, this you don't take it for granted, but there's a lamp at the very beginning. Yes. Um, it's like this uh, smoke gray uh, lamp. Well, that yeah. was the uh, burnt orange mauve. Uh, <laughs> that there was a consistent theme at hotels at the time. Burnt orange, brown, and those lamps. And those wow. lamps were not just in the guest room, but throughout uh, landscaping outside. Uh, so it's very funny, but I was like, wow, in, in less than 60 seconds, I have a flashback to A, there was an ashtray in the room. Uh, you know, uh, yes. so smoking was, of course, encouraged. Yeah. Uh, B, the cinder block, as you're so quick to uh, mention, uh, along with the, um, the the louver the louver doors on the closet. Right, exactly. Or the fact there are doors on a closet. That's well, another. <laughs> and and uh, of course, being at the airport, uh, where else would you not want to hear the airport, the planes taking on and off uh, throughout the entire sixty yeah. seconds, like you're next to the runway. Uh, airport <laughs> hotels in this day and age actually pride themselves on the extra thick glass to soundproof so you don't hear the, uh, the, the, the planes taking off or landing right above your head. So yeah. it, it was an interesting uh, 60 seconds there of seeing how the hotel industry has evolved uh, in the last 30 years, uh, especially in terms of not just the core, but, you know, the experience people are, uh, would be getting in a hotel room. Yeah, uh, now th th this hotel's been flattened and there's a new hotel in it. But actually, I think it is a Wyndham um, Garden, uh, Wyndham Garden, I think. Yeah, that was, that was, my, that was my specialty at one time, converting hotels into Wyndham Gardens. Uh, uh, well, but, the way they the way they converted this one was they flattened the old one and, and dropped a new one on top of it. So I guess that was just their, their easier way. Well, you know, it's it, what they do is uh, when hotels go through a life cycle and based on location, some are it's cheaper. It's, it's there's a better value to just simply demolish it and build a new one because it's easier to get funding from a bank. Other, yeah. um, what I usually end up with in my past was converting hotels that, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, they were the place to go uh, in town and the town has moved. And it's it, maybe yeah. it's that they're no longer in the A location. They're more like in the, um, the W location of where are they? <laughs> you know, so it's, th this is a typical, you know, the airport, though, never moves. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't move like, unlike Denver. Yeah. Uh, all the hotels around Denver, mind you, when Denver moved its airport out into the middle of nowhere, uh, all those old hotels promptly uh, dried up and you know, died on the vine because why else would you want wow. to go there anymore, right? So remind me, where is this uh, lo location? This is in LAX. Oh, and oh, it oh is, right. Yeah, it's, it's LAX. Um, I don't have the specific address, but it's uh, 
it's out there on the internet and it's just yeah it, it i looked it up and it just the whole hotel is gone and there's a new one directly in its place it's across the street from a wendy's so uh you know, basically, the, pe the people that are trapped at the airport that have to stay there overnight or two days waiting for a layover or something can go get a hot meal across the street and, uh, and little else. Well, you know, the funny thing, um, too, about this hotel room scene is this is not a hotel room per se. This is like a suite. Uh, if you think about how much space there is, you know, they, they uh, make or break hotels in this day and age, make or break it based on cost is based on square footage, how how large is the room to take to build it or to you know maintain it with housekeeping and and so on so this room that they've got jeff goldblum being walked into this is uh, the presidential yeah. version of yeah okay oh for romada it would be yes yeah. so this would be their their version of a, a, a typically and i think you could relate it's a many a typical hotel room especially for a limited service you walk in and there are two beds and maybe a small yeah. table. There is no room for living room furniture and a, a desk with your gigantic oversized ashtray uh, and your yeah, push and a three a three pillow a three pillow couch. I mean, there's yeah, right, there's a whole right. bunch of stuff going on there. This is uh, you you got a lot of, uh, right. You got a lot packed into this room because uh, not only is the decor straight out of the eighties, uh, but it's also not your typical. Even back then, that would be not your typical hotel room. Now, I, I've, I've been in a couple of really tight hotels. In, I've been in the, uh, uh, the Roosevelt in Manhattan, which actually had a, a, a trapezoidal bed because it, the, the, the room was kind of uh, pie-shaped. So there was, uh, the, the top of the bed was wider than the bottom of the bed. I didn't even know how they managed to get a custom-made one. And I've also been in one in, at the Forum in London, for, uh, on Forum Road in, in Kensington. And the room was so tight that the, uh, the handle on the bathroom door... Uh, would interrupt the, where the toilet flush was, so they cut the handle off the, off the uh, off the bathroom door, and they also cut the the <laughs> toilet tank. They they actually just like sheared it off. The toilet tank flush handle was gone, so that they, they didn't interrupt the, uh, well, the movement of the door. That's that's called uh, being ergonomic, you know, work around the situation yeah. you got there, right? Well, no, it, yeah. When I stayed in, of course, the the one city that's notorious for that is New York. And yeah. uh, I, I've spent many a time visiting New York where, you know, the furniture is purposely proportionally sized down so that it would fit in these smaller rooms so they could have more rooms. Uh, and that's why, for example, it's typical in New York or, uh, City or a major cosmopolitan area that there's no connecting doors to other hotel rooms because connecting doors take up space. Oh, okay. Just FYI, in case you're no. wondering. You know, now, now, there's a thing I didn't know about the hotel biz. So yes, they, they, they design it where the furniture for smaller rooms, you can buy, you know, there's, uh, you heard of California king beds? Yes. Well, think the exact opposite for... Uh, <laughs> they have Manhattan, Manhattan-sized right. beds? Or? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not queen beds. They don't, queen beds are really king beds in uh, New York while a queen is really a full. So everything oh, okay. is scaled down simply oh, okay. because that way you can just fit more rooms in a hotel. And uh, that's these, these, they now have it where they design the furniture, the whole layout to a point where you can 
accommodate more people in a smaller space. This room that you're looking at in the scene, for example, is gigantic. Uh, they've got, you could hold like 20 people in there, uh, especially with the cinder blocks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you've yeah. got quite a you've got not only do you have the gigantic bed and the living room and the uh sofa and whatnot uh i mean i don't even see the bathroom in this scene uh, so, it's around yeah it's around the corner around the corner that, yeah actually a separate room so. and, and that must be a very rare uh occurrence for ramada because most ramadas i ever uh opened or stayed in did not have uh many suites of this size they were typically more modest but, you know, this fits the, the narrative of the movie, I'm sure. So it wouldn't look as Yeah, I, I'm just wondering. I, I, I wonder if this is actually on location or if this is a movie set. And uh, It I seems like a lot of effort might... for a movie set because you've got, I, I don't know, maybe, a, maybe it is less expensive. It's not a typical hotel room. Uh, but Well, that ceiling, you know, drop, dropping a ceiling in is usually kind of expensive on a movie set. Right. And that ceiling... What's unusual about it is there's uh, cinder block pillars. And if you go to um, second 53 and you see the ceiling, that's a that's a very um, unusual uh, design feature of having pillars like that in a oh, hotel that are, room. That are supporting that are supporting the I-beam. Yeah, it's just it's not your typical uh, hotel room. Of course, you know, this is 1985, so anything's possible. Yeah, well, I, I reached out to Landis to see if he could be on the show, and he hasn't responded. So like, it'll remain a mystery, I guess, until maybe and, if he comes back and we, we can add in a couple of minutes toward the end and find out. But, but I tell you, from a decor point of view, they hit the nail right on the head with the 1985. You know, uh, the burnt orange carpeting, the brown lamps, the uh, the paneling, the yeah, cinder the, block. the linens, yeah. Uh, I think you get a better shot of the linens later on. But for right now, yeah, when you see that bedspread with all the money on it, yeah, you know, that 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 screams 1985. Yeah, you know, um, a little note uh, by the way, um, the first hotel, you know, it took the Western brand to finally have an epiphany that they should pay attention to the mattress because uh, most of the time a person's in the hotel room and they're actually sleeping on the on the bed, uh, which of course is apropos <laughs> for this movie, I might add. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they're the first ones who came out with the heavenly bed. Which was huh. yes, they they actually uh, they they're the ones who started the mattress war, where suddenly all the uh, hotel industry had to come up with a better bed and a better uh, linen uh, because up until that time it was never really promoted, which is kind of uh-huh. ironic when you consider that most people when they're in a hotel room sleep in a hotel room. Go figure. Yeah, it's um. Now I'm trying to remember. There was a there was a hotel that prided itself on the fact that it had sleep number beds. Yes, Rad- oh, Radisson. Radisson. Yeah, correct. And Jim, don't you, you have a? You just, didn't you and I just have a flashback here where you stayed in one and I stayed in one. Yes, we both yes. had the same experience of the stupid compressor uh, going yes, off in the yes, middle they, of the night yeah, or something. The, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, these sleep number beds are basically air mattresses with a with an air pump, right, like right. a vacuum cleaner, and everybody <laughs> in the hotel decided to change their sleep number. And apparently, when you roll around, it will it will try to compensate by adding air. Right. And so all through the all through the night, you'd hear. That's exact, and, and that was a resounding failure. Uh, I might add because. 
uh, what they ended up having. You know, I, I get the concept of what they were trying to accomplish. Unfortunately, the execution didn't follow through. And most Radisons, unfortunately, did away with the beds for, because of mechanical difficulties. And for the, yeah. you know, you would have someone, like you were saying, nobody wants to be woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of a compressor as you're <laughs> rolling over in yeah. the bread to kind of make up for the, uh, whatever yeah, this, you've this, done to yourself. This, this, the is, this, is why, this is why people don't stay at Firestone Tire Service. You know, it's just one of those things. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just just dreadful. Wow. Well, this is a, this has been an interesting minute about mostly about uh, the hotel uh, industry. But it's still, good, it's still a good minute, though. Uh, I, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we do have to point out before he, they leave the two uh, agents that are being chased out of the room uh, are Carl Gottlieb and uh, uh, Jonathan Demme. Jonathan Demme, best known for um, Silence of the Lambs, and uh, uh, Carl Gottlieb uh, wrote. Uh, Jaws 2 and he also wrote Jaws 3D so uh, he has but he didn't do the one the the fourth one with Michael Caine no no the one where uh, suddenly it's really personal yeah oh again once again yeah. <laughs> and once again it's really personal this time that's too bad because I really want to meet that director oh, you know what that was Joseph Sargent who directed that fourth one. Oh. Okay, I did not realize that. Well, well, yeah, he was the screenwriter, not the director, but, you know. He, ah, you know, well, I can't get bogged down with details like can. that. I just, uh, yeah, I'm I impressed know. I knew the name right off the top of my head. So, go figure. And, John, and Jonathan Demme having that striped tie, that threw me back to 1985. Everybody wore what they call bar dexter ties. Or oh. actually, you know, he's actually not wearing a bar dexter tie. He's wearing a bar sinister tie. Because bar dexter is where the lines go up to the right. Bar Sinister is where they go up to the left, and he's wearing the rarer uh, Bar Sinister tie. Going up to the big... right. So is that, that's the right what, facing what Demi him. Demi is wearing is Bar, that's right, uh, well, no, no, it's, it's, oh yeah, I'm sorry, you're right, you're correct. It is a Bar Dexter tie. Right. It goes, yeah, if the, if the lines go up to the right, then it's Bar Dexter. So that was the, that was the common one. Clyde, common Clyde one. looks, his address, the, the Oxford blue button-down shirt and that tie, that yeah. actually is aged well. Yeah, yeah, he could get away with that. That's kind of like a summer look. Right. And uh, The other two, yeah. not so much. No, no, that yellow, the yellow shirt with the blue suit, that would never go over. No, that's me. And, that's me in the 80s, complete with the hair. Uh, uh, see that, and that was me in the 80s, and the, uh, Jonathan Demme's wearing that with a striped shirt and a striped tie and a... Just a general beige look. But see how they're both their ties are just a little short from the belt? Yeah. 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 Clyde, Cly, it's Clyde, correct? Um, the federal agent? Yeah, uh, Clue. Clue. He, Clue. He's, his tie is... His tie is adequate, yeah. Yes, he's done a good job. Yeah, I think he's obviously Catholic school. That's where uh, these other <laughs> these other two guys look like they're wearing clip-ons. I don't think they've had to wear ties in childhood, you know. It's both both you and I went to school together, and I think we could tie our ties in our sleep when we were yeah, little. That's right, or else exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I st stopped working yeah. for the man, I made a point of getting rid of all my ties except for like two. So uh, I uh, just to get, yeah weddings well, and funerals. Correct, correct. So it saved me yeah. uh, time in the future. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. this has been this has been very interesting, Jim. I've I had a chance now to uh, go back and appreciate. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you're retired. Uh, that I'm no longer having to uh, work in situations like this with this type of place. For these, wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, well let's, 
let's talk let's talk a little bit about, more about that tomorrow um but for folks wanting to uh, chime in on their own hotel experiences you can always reach out to us on social media at uh, the king lives uh, listeners limousine out there on uh, facebook or you can find us on twitter at night minute uh, if you haven't listened to all previous 106 episodes you can check them out over at nightminute.com where you can pick up all the separate um, episodes and we're coming down to the end, so uh, keep checking back on there. But uh, we'll come back uh, more and talk about hotels and throwing money on beds and stuff uh, tomorrow. So we'll see you here next time on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. Mm-hmm.